Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Coach Zach and Coach Brandy Mead. Hi. What's going on? Not much. We, we live in the dream. <laughs> yeah. We live in the dream. Course. Every all right. day. All right. Today, guys, we are talking about hypertrophy, which is a fancy word for gaining skeletal muscle mass. So we're going to talk all about that. Um, why do you care? I guess would be important. Well, if you're a dude, it, it's pretty obvious. You just want to be huge, right? <laughs> but if you're female, um, Skeletal muscle mass is not something that we refer to as like you getting bulky or would lead to you being bulky. It's really about you having that like firm toned lean look. I mean, obviously you can't have a lot of body fat over it, um, but it's really important for you to have skeletal muscle mass mm -hmm. and to build it. So we're going to be talking all about that. But first want to give you a client of the week, little shout out to a old new member. Um, Cindy Curtsy. So Cindy was a member years ago. Um, and then she left us because there was like this whole family situation where a relative of hers married into a family and they owned a training facility. And so she felt like she had to be loyal to the family. She left us anyway. And then it, I don't remember exactly the story. It changed ownership or something. And so now she's back. And so we're, we're super excited to have her. However, <laughs> On day one, Zach broke a rib. <laughs> it's common practice. Happens all the time. He punned. No. Um, she came in day one. She was foam rolling. We showed her what to do, how to do it. And it cracked a rib, which is like never in 13 years of yeah. doing this I've ever seen. So it seems like kind of a anomaly. Um, I don't think it was the, the foam rolling itself. There's probably something else that happened. Um, but she showed up the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And that it's been four weeks or so. And she hasn't missed a workout, a single workout because of that. Um, and that just shows you like, if something's important to you, you'll find a way to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Zach, there have been, I mean, you've trained her majority of the times. It's like, you probably have been like, okay, we can't do that, but we can do this. And that's a great example for people who, you know, break a nail and think they can't work out. <laughs> yeah, she's been awesome. Like there's a tons of things that we can't do just because like it's a positional thing where she can't do it. But she's like, yeah, she's been here all the time and she's like super receptive to like anything we have to say. And like, it's clear that she like actually like absorbs it and implements it through like whatever it may be. And like, yeah, great with other members, just good attitude and like helpful, like how you're talking about, like, oh, looking for alternatives. She's like, oh, I can do this. Like, so like it is, it's not only just like, yeah, being receptive to it, but she's actively like trying to take part in like, oh, I can't do this, but I can do something else. I think that's, it's so cool and refreshing for us um, to see that because that's not the norm, right? Like somebody, I mean, I'm slightly exaggerating about the broken nail thing, but like, <laughs> but slightly, slightly. right. <laughs> and I mean, it's so often somebody will have something happen. Um, 
usually outside the gym. I mean, very rarely does somebody get injured inside the gym, but like somebody will have something happen and they're like, I can't work out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I can't work out. And it's like, we've had people in here that had foot surgery or broken ankle or whatever, and they're in a boot and they're working out. Right. I mean, we've had people that have torn rotator cuff skiing and they're in the gym like the very next day. Right. It's it. And they recover way faster and they do nothing is going to stand in their way. And there's just a different mindset. Be that person because like you can either sit there and sulk and be sad that you got injured and you can just kind of snowball what's already a negative situation or you can like gut up and, you know, just like get over yourself and work (laughs) through it without causing any damage. And I think the whole like, oh, I don't want to make it worse type of thing is such a cop out. Like yeah, because ask any of those people who do like what Cindy does, like none of, I don't know anybody who's like, oh yeah, I made it worse. Like you right. just infinitely feel better anyway, right. so. Right, so anyway, that's not today's topic, um, <laughs> but it just led me, it, it's just, it comes up quite frequently, right? And and so anybody ever that tells you like, you need to just not work out is, don't trust that person, they're lying to you. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about hypertrophy and all about gaining skeletal muscle mass. So um, every week we do what we call a coach to coach, which is one of us, one of the coaches is responsible for coming up with a topic that's usually exercise based or, you know, fitness, nutrition, all about that. Um, and we teach the other team, the, the rest of the team about it. And we talk about it and we, you know, hash things out and kind of, kind of, it's iron sharpening iron essentially, Mm -hmm. right? We're just trying to elevate and get better. Um, Zach, last week you had a really interesting topic. So you were talking, you brought up hypertrophy um, and some really like, I guess things that are different than traditionally thought, um, some new research and how we should approach it. So I wanna talk about that, but that was really the thing that spurred this, this podcast. But before we do that, Why don't you just give everybody like an just high level overview of like what's hypertrophy? Why do we do it? And, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, hypertrophy just means enlargement of a cell. So like in our case, it's, we're just talking about muscles and how to enlarge and create larger cross-sectional area of skeletal muscle, which is your voluntary contractile muscle that you use to do anything. And, um, so like in the gym, you hear it all the time, people like training for hypertrophy or whether they know it or not, they're training for hypertrophy because they're trying to put on muscle. Um, obviously it serves a lot of benefits. Muscle itself serves a ton of benefits, but in general, right? Like we want to get stronger, mostly hypertrophy somewhat contributes to strength, but it just, right. At the, usually the process of developing muscle is more beneficial than anything else, like any, than, than the results themselves. So I brought it up just because it's commonplace in the gym setting from anybody who like works out or trains people or listens to things that are fitness based, but it's usually, um, like misunderstood to, to whatever, to kind of like undersell it just because yeah, the traditional things that have been used for the longest time in a gym setting to like build muscle, some, like, I feel like those things in general have foundational like truths to them, but they tend to change all the time, but we still just think of the same general 
concepts and like um, strategies to build muscle are what you need to do and what's best. So I thought I just thought it was something that was like so commonplace in our regular work schedule, but it's not necessarily something that we like thoroughly discuss and dive into like the details about it. And like the, to the clients, the details don't matter, but to us, the details help to create simple solutions to them. Right. And so that's the thing. Um, every for for our clients that are listening to this we take them through a hypertrophy phase right? right so every quarter we spend four weeks in a phase focused just on hypertrophy um brandy why don't you just like give everybody a quick overview of what that looks like as far as the structure goes yeah sure so for our structure that we train in so when we're in our hypertrophy phase so we're going through our phase we're um, training in a rep range of around anywhere from eight to 12 reps, usually doing three to four sets um, of each exercise. We're training specific uh, muscle groups. So we might have an upper body day or a lower body day. And we're really focusing in on those, those main muscle groups and training within a certain rep range. And I know that's something that we'll be talking about um, in a little bit more detail with this hypertrophy topic. But um, really the focus is on gaining that additional skeletal muscle mass. And um, so anyone that's in that phase will know that it's different from some of our other phases. And mainly the main difference that I think most people will notice is the rep range. The reps and the yeah. sets. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. the sets. And so what the reason I wanted to, to have that highlighted is like what we do is because what Zach is saying is we're trying to create a simple solution for our clients. And so we give, that's always been kind of traditional, like eight to 12 reps, you know, three to four sets of hypertrophy, but by kind of living in that, that range and giving that framework to our clients, they somewhat end up in kind of like what we have found is now scientifically, like, here's what it, here's how we maximum maximize hypertrophy. Right. Right. And so we're giving them a range, but Zach, what are we actually trying to like accomplish by, by being in that range or like by p giving them that framework, like what are they actually achieving? Um, well, I mean, right. Like in, the goal is to maximize like muscle development, which is tends to like the reps really don't matter, which is kind of something we can talk about. But in, when we put them in that range, you kind of like compensate for the like the assumed result of like not working hard enough. So then you push the volume a little bit, and usually then they find that moderate weight, what is heavier than what they would do for a really high rep count, but it's not as heavy as like a five rep max so like usually we account for okay they're probably not going to choose as heavy as they could truly do for six to eight reps but if we make them do 10 to 12 right like you you're just you fall within that like safe range where it's like most likely they're still going to reach that difficulty level at the end of it you, regardless like just be, whether like that's the correct weight or not it, it just gives us a little bit more of a cushion to make sure that the odds are they're in the right range yeah and so it's not it, we're not like because our clients can't really interpret that that well. That was the challenge. One of the things that we discussed that's a challenge is perception, their perception might be different, right? And so we talk about like reps in reserve, which is, hey, if I ask you to do a set, um, I want you to stop with two reps in reserve, meaning like you could do two more, but we're, that's not the goal of today, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's really hard for somebody that's newer to gauge. We can watch 
So our coach's <laughs> eye is probably the best gauge of us watching and saying like, okay, they could have done like five more reps, mm -hmm. right? But in their mind, they might have, have stopped early and been like, okay, that was it for me. Mm -hmm. And so, so we are kind of giving them a framework that like you said, is giving us a cushion where we know we're gonna land somewhere in there. So we're gonna achieve the result, um, but then really to like maximize this, we have to have like a rate of perceived effort and we have to kind of nail the reps in reserve or get close. Yeah, because like like traditionally, it's just the hypertrophy is eight to twelve, and that's building muscle. Anything more than that is endurance. Anything less than that is strength. And um, all the all the new literature, whatever you want to call it, um, basically has found that the reps don't matter. So like the rep range is like from anywhere from like five. So, so I, I found that the bottom half of the rep range matters. So anything below that is like it's not hyper hypertrophic, but from five to like onward 30 40 reps it doesn't matter all that matters is that rpe at the end which just means how difficult it was at the end and it makes sense when you think about it right like anybody who's just like experimented with different rep schemes in the gym like if you did a bench press for eight reps and it was like nine out of ten difficult difficulty and then you do a bench press for like 18 reps and it's nine out of ten difficulty do you feel like oh well i only did 19 or 18 compared to like eight like there's there's no difference your body internally like the adaptations and the response to resistance training is largely just a response to stress so if the equal stress if, if there is equal stress from like a certain rep range compared to like 10 reps to 30 reps it really doesn't matter all that much like it because as long as we hit, hit that end goal then we're pretty much safe and we've hit we've got the desired adaptation that we're looking for it just it'll it allows us more latitude as far as what we're looking for is if we want them heavier loads or so on. Yeah. And so, um, if, if somebody were to say, Zach, I don't want to get bulky, right? Cause we'll, we hear this all the time, yeah. right? So, so I'm going to, I know we're nerding out here, but I want to kind of translate this and in, in to, okay, well, why do you care? Right? right. For the, for our clients, if somebody is like, I don't want to get bulky, right? And we tell them, okay, well, we're going to use really lightweights then and do more reps. Like you said, if we gave them weight and they did eight reps and it was a nine out of 10, a perceived exertion for them. And then we said, okay, we're going to take away the weights, but we're going to have you do 50 reps and they get to rep 47, 48, 49, and it's a nine out of 10 <laughs> difficulty for them physiologically the same exact thing is happening yeah yeah there's no difference how, how could it right like if you like if you can look at it like from a different lens and you just think like objectively right yeah how how could the body know the difference just like how we talk about the exercise doesn't really matter we're looking for the result how could it know the difference versus what have you so like it, it gets like thrown out just a little bit because if the rpe isn't there then it matters right, right. so like endurance it, it tends to be drastically um like not hit just because people are looking for muscular endurance if they're doing like okay so we're gonna do really really high rep range but it's a 10 out of 10 difficulty because they never do it well then you're that's not endurance because you couldn't sustain it because the rpe was still super high but we do find that just people who are very hesitant about lifting heavy because they think it 
creates certain things that it doesn't create. So then they think, yeah, I'll just do something really light for a ton of reps. And like anybody who's done both knows it's infinitely more painful and more difficult to do really high volume. <laughs> Burns right. a lot more. Yeah. 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 So it is, it's just a re-education thing, kind of understanding. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to put that out there because it's like that belief, there's absolutely no scientific proof of that whatsoever. So clients and listeners like get that through your head that doing more reps at less weight does not make a difference right. when it comes to hypertrophy. It's, it's what's happening at the end of that rep range really is what, what is, yep. is dictating what response that your body is going to have. Um, side note, like lifting lighter weights and more reps doesn't make your muscles long. I mean, your <laughs> muscles just is, is what it is. Right. So when right. people are like, I want to have the long, you know, toned muscle, it's like that, that doesn't, it's not changing the right. length of your muscle based off of like the weight that you use or the number of, of reps that you do. Yeah, and if you were looking for how to lengthen the muscle, eccentric training would be technically lengthening, but you're not lengthening the origin and insertion point of the muscle, but that creates more hypertrophy quicker than like a concentric portion. So if you're like, oh, I want to lengthen the muscle. So yeah, you do exaggerate eccentrics. Like you're, <laughs> you're actually on a faster path to put muscle on than you think. Yeah, yeah. So, so that would be a question for you, right? Like if we slow down the negative portion of an exercise, which that's what we're saying when you, when you're doing eccentric. So, so for instance, like if I'm doing a squat, when I'm on the way down towards the ground, that's eccentric, right? Mm -hmm. That's the negative portion. And then when I'm pressing the weight up, that's the concentric or positive portion. So the eccentric is where we actually see the greatest like hypertrophy um, increases in hypertrophy. Why is that? Is it because the <laughs> the it's so much harder to like control it down, and so the rate of perceived effort goes up and we fatigue faster? No. So without telling them too much things that nobody's going to care about. So like you have, <laughs> you have like actin and myosin filaments that are like, you, you can't see what I'm doing here, but like they're hooked together. And as the muscle contracts or it's lengthens, it pulls apart. So when we stretch that longer and longer and longer, you're shearing the muscle tissue way greater rate. Cause it's just, it's actively trying to contract and pull together and shorten, but you're, it's lengthening and has to try to hold that contraction. Like as long as you can right so if you're holding the rubber band right and two people well you're one person holding each side and you just keep backing up more and more it's that like that rubber band will inevitably snap faster than if you just do it like short really over and over and over again right so it's just it it shears the muscle way faster we're creating bigger muscle fiber tears right so okay. it, that's why like it, it you could never definitely say it grows muscle faster but it, it just elicits that greater damage at a tissue level of the muscle so then it inevitably has to repair itself slightly bigger and slightly stronger so right exaggerated eccentrics has a certain place in rep scheme and stuff like that but it that's why it causes that at a quicker rate in general okay what do people want to know like like if we're going to I want to kind of bring it together for everybody. So if your goal is to increase your lean muscle mass, which it probably should be unless you, you know, are pretty buff, right? Like, I mean, majority of people have muscle to gain, right? So, uh, um, or should be focused on gaining, gaining skeletal muscle mass. Um, like what advice do we have for people? Like what should they do from a training perspective? 
Can I start? And then then fill in, fill in any blanks. So I would say it comes down to effort. So you're going to, so if you're training with us, you're going to come in, you're going to follow the training plan that we have set for you. So within that, you're going to have a rep range that we give you. Um, So it comes down to your effort, maximizing the exercise or, you know, maximizing the result that you're going to get out of the exercise that we give you and the rep range that we give you. So that means you want to come in and work hard. So working hard within that rep range. So, you know, when you come in and you're um, lifting and you have a 12 rep range, by the end of that 12 reps, it should feel hard. It should be challenging. You should, you know, your heart rate should be elevated. You should feel like you need a rest at the end of that set. And that's, you know, something that we didn't talk about. Um, But, you know, a lot of times we'll have people come in and they're just kind of going through the motions, um, doing their their workout, finishing their reps and then moving, you know, automatically to the next one, not taking um, a rest break, um, not needing a rest because maybe they didn't work quite to the um, maximum effort that they could have. Yeah. So really maximizing the effort for each exercise. If, if somebody finishes a set and they don't need a second to recover, right. And more than a second, but like they, they're like uh, by a second, I mean like they can't immediately talk, you know, like I can't, I can't say something to you. Then I probably wasn't working at the correct intensity level. And I think that, you know, obviously what we know and how we structure somebody's program is really important um, because it maximizes results for somebody. But at the end of the day, like intensity is kind of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could, you might hurt yourself, but like you could have no idea what you were doing and you could work really, really hard at a super high intensity level and you could still get results even without knowing that much, right? So like if I just, you know, started doing burpees right now and I did them till I felt like I was gonna puke, like I probably got a really good workout in, right? It wasn't, you know, it was stupid. And I just like, (laughs) I just like moved my body. It wasn't smart, but I will probably get some results from that. Right, more so than somebody who like has a full, um, like list of exercise laid out and they go and make sure that they check every single one and they didn't right, operate anywhere near that intensity. And I think um, intensity, like when we say like it should be intense, people tend to be like more reserved and intimidated towards that versus like the effort that you put in, like you said, Brandy, just because they're the same, they mean the exact same thing, but I think people associate intensity with heavy, heavy weights and they think that's what it has to be. And like, right, like this would tell you, if anything, right, we don't really, we don't care at all for the most part about the load under certain circumstances, but right, we care that the intensity level and the effort level is the right amount. So like how you ask, like, what, what do people like care? What do they like need to know? It would just be that it reg- depends on your training age, meaning like how advanced you are, how long you've been training for, but it shows that, right, we don't need to train to failure, which is a common, for hypertrophy, right, right? A common belief that, right. You have to like go until you can't do it anymore. And it's really been found that that's quite not as beneficial if you are more of an advanced training age, just because it rec- like anybody who's like pushed to that level knows the recovery now exponentially has to increase as well, just because you pushed so far to the limit that you require more recovery time. So it shows that you could achieve the same results regardless of how you do it. So if you are somebody who's like worried and so um, like against and hesitant towards training to that level of like weight wise, like how much weight you're pushing, then yeah, there's plenty of alternatives that we can utilize as far as like how we progressively overload without 
like pushing you into something that you don't actually want to do. So if you're like a beginner and you're like, hey, I really don't want to like lift heavy weights because you're not comfortable with it yet and you're not like confident in your ability to do that, like that's fine. You, one would argue you shouldn't be anyway, but that just shows, right? And then, then we can still achieve it without having to push you into something you're uncomfortable with and just make sure it's difficult in a different way. And mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that like most people, sh that's what they should take from it is that, yeah, you don't have to train to failure. You don't have to tr lift super heavy weights. You don't have to lift 50 reps at a time. It, it really doesn't matter for the most part. Under most circumstances, what matters is, right, what you got out of it. And you're only gonna get so much depending on how much effort you actually put in. Yeah, and, and so like, let's say we, we tell somebody, Hey, I want you to do 10 reps, like for the, for the purpose of gaining hypertrophy, they should probably use a weight that where they could comfortably, not comfortably, but struggle to get 12 reps, but they're stopping at 10. Is that accurate? Yes. In, in most cases, especially if somebody's advanced, just because they they can accurately choose the right weight. So that's the big problem that we always encounter. Just because you're not comfortable in the gym, you haven't been in the gym for a long time, you don't know the right weight to choose and you don't know your really like your potential and your capabilities. So if yeah, if I told you to pick a weight that you could do for 10 reps and you're fairly new to the gym, you're, the odds of you choosing the actual weight that you could do for 10 reps is really, really low. So if you're advanced, then you're better, You're you're more likely to be able to choose the right way because you know what you can do. So in that case, I yeah, I don't necessarily want you to push to the absolute failure on every single set. Yeah, if you f pick a weight that is gonna still be hard for you, but yeah, you could do one or two more, that's probably more ideal for us. Yeah, and that, and that would be like, we're gonna do that for one set and then we're gonna rest and then mm -hmm. we're gonna do that for another set and then we're gonna rest. And over the course of an entire workout, like think about, Think about all the work that you have done without having to push to your absolute max every single set. Um, that's a lot. Uh, uh, that's a lot accomplished in a single workout. Zoom out a little bit. Look at how much you accomplished in a week of doing mm -hmm. that. Zoom out. Look at a month, and then a quarter, and then a year. Like that is going to create a lot of positive change in your body without you having pushed yourself to the absolute limit, mm -hmm. right? Right, it allows more, allow you, allows you to accrue more volume and on any sort of basis, like on a weekly basis, a daily basis, or a monthly basis, just because, yeah, if instead of being like, you need to give 100%, 110%, like as far as like each individual set, if you do that, then inevitably like set three and set four are gonna be significantly less difficulty level because you just can't sustain that output versus if you're like, yeah, it, it's going to be like 80, 85% and you, then you can hold that. Then it does allow you, like you're saying, just to accumulate more higher, like intensity movements throughout at, indefinitely as you move on. So then if you zoomed out and you looked at it from a month, that person probably accrued much more difficult, like eight out of 10 work than somebody who was like the first set of everything was like all out and they had nothing left. Yeah. And so you're, you're better off working out three, four days a week at 80% yeah. versus two days a week at a hundred percent. Right. Definitely. I mean, and even within a workout, like I use the example of burpees, it's like, I could probably only do that for like, like as many burpees as I could probably like 10 minutes, I'd be smoked. And I'd be like, that was it for the day. Right. right. If I was going as hard as I possibly could. Whereas somebody else that maybe takes a smarter approach, which is what you have us for, right, mm -hmm. is to map this out for you, and then and then we're gonna get fifty minutes of work in, 
and we're going to kind of border along like a specific intensity level for or effort perceived effort level for the entire workout and then we're going to accomplish way 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 more mm-hmm. um and that's kind of the the difference right is we're not just looking at like that even like a micro approach, we're looking at like the macro picture. And I think an easy way for someone to kind of gauge that for themselves is after each set that they do, just kind of ask yourself, how hard was that? And you wanna be around like eight to nine, right? If that was eight to nine difficulty out of 10, then that's kind of where you wanna be. And if it wasn't, then maybe try adding five more pounds or 10 more pounds, you know, or if it was too hard, if that was 10 out of 10 effort, then maybe back off a little bit for your next set. Yeah, or just ask your coach. All right, right. And then listen to what they say. We'll tell you, hey, (laughs) like if we ask you how, like on a scale of one to 10, how hard was that, right? Don't respond with, I couldn't do any more. Like give us a, give us an answer because we're looking and we're assessing and then we're trying to figure out like, okay, hey, usually when we ask that, we're probably asking because we know you're capable of right. more and we want to push it a little bit. So, um, all right, guys, I think that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week with more great stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.